Welcome to Energy Stew. This is Peter Roth, your host. And I'd like to ask you, how divine are you? Do you, do you know how divine you are? What, how do, what, what do you think of when you think of your divinity? What does it mean to you? Because we're going to look at that and try to understand what it means and, and even what it means to you. Uh, so to help us do that is a, a really good friend who's been on the show many times, who also speaks with the angels, uh, Ariel and Raphael, and and also has learned a lot from them over the years <laughs> and can speak for herself as well. So Adria Estrebu, welcome back to Energy Stew. Thank you. I'm delighted. It's so much fun to talk with you about the deep understandings of life because over the, all this time that you've worked with the angels, they they really present so much wisdom. Yes. It's it's kind of like me interviewing all the great authors, you know, and people on my podcast over the years. I've learned so much from them. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, I consider myself wiser just because I've rubbed shoulders with wise people. <laughs> yeah, I do uh, take in so much. I'm, I'm fortunate that people essentially ask the angels questions through me, either in groups or individuals, and this has been going on for some years. So the beauty of that is that everyone, including you, asks different questions than I would ask them. And so I, the, the spectrum of knowledge gets pretty wide. It's, it's really fun. Yeah, that's what's great about communities. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, because they push us. You know, I have classes on Monday nights and, and uh, I come up with topics that I know my students want to hear about. And 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 they ask a lot of good questions and it's wonderful so so what do you think about this word divinity i definitely through listening to the angels have a very different perspective on this than i did when i was young because the angels often refer to what they call the all that is you know essentially if there is such thing as divine or god you're it you're part of it and they'll sometimes use analogy like the drop in the ocean. Yes, you're a drop, you're an individual, but you're also the ocean. You can't say you're not. And their view of humankind is, is just so much more uplifted than I think mine was. So I'm much more willing to accept that I'm part of divine. The spark. You're so much willing to accept that you're you're one of the 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 um, maybe call it molecules in the ocean. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the divinity ocean. <laughs> right, I, I like that. The divinity ocean. <laughs> so we're all in, we're all in an ocean of divinity. Hmm. But then, how do we define ourselves within that? In in the divine sense. Let's turn to the angels for this one. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a question that's come up before. Uh, this is Angel Raphael. Yeah, so individuation 
is a key part of humankind's experience, although there certainly are collectives and groups. But you can see the difference if you look at trees or various kinds of animals and contrast with humankind. Human behavior is very, very distinct and unique. Each being makes choices that are individual as well as collective. So when you ask what is the divine doing, it is expressing through individuation, through these human forms and souls, not as if you were a puppet, but as if you are a part of the conscious whole. So what you do, what you experience is part of what you could call divine, which is as vast as the many universes and more so. And yet you are a part of that. A unique part of it. Yes. So our uniqueness might even uh, distort or cloud our sense of the wholeness because we, through our uniqueness, we might feel we need to, or we might be driven to separate ourselves from the whole and not be able to see the whole because we're so different. Yes, this is Adria. So it's like, again, I like the, the drops of water in the ocean for this analogy, because if you zoom in really close, well, this drop has algae, or it's up or down, or it's moving in a certain way, you know, it's it, you can tell it's distinct. But if you zoom out, there's no way that you can't say that whole thing is an ocean, and there's no distinction. So it's both, you know, we're so we're so unique. <laughs> and we're also part of this. And I, I, I like doing both, you know, zooming into, okay, what are my choices and how am I experiencing the world, but also sometimes recognizing, you know, hold on, I can relax into this whole sense of the vast, all that is. I don't have to be so much tangled up in my own worries and problems. <laughs> right. So it, it can be inclusive of the whole, our individuality. I, I, I'm reminded of the Bhagavad Gita, Mm -hmm. And through the Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna is the hero of it. He's a prince of his kingdom, and and he's in a chariot between two sides that are about to go to war with each other. Mm -hmm. And and his chariot driver turns to him and says, "By the way, you know you know me as Krishna, but by the way, I'm God." <laughs> <laughs> And I have lessons for you, and we have to talk. <laughs> so that's what. So the Bhagavad Gita is is Krishna instructing Arjuna about life, and all of the wholeness and and inclusiveness that you know, all the whole divinity of the whole thing in the mm -hmm. larger picture, and and then at the end. Arjuna says, all right, now there are two sides here, and I'm I'm on the good side, uh, meaning that it's really a community of at war with its with each other because there were evil guys who were really trying to destroy the community, and then there were people who were trying to defend it. So he was on the side of the defenders, but even the people who were trying to destroy it were people who he knew well and you know, but they had to go to war with each other. Mm -hmm. And he says to Krishna, he says, now I understand how all is one. And everybody is of the divine. Mm -hmm. How do I go to war? 
And Krishna says, that's your unique spark of God, basically, of Krishna, is that you're born to be a warrior and you have to pursue a life of a warrior. So that's your divine nature is to go to war. Hmm. And and so Krishna says, okay, I don't like that because I know better, <laughs> but that's what you're telling me I have to do. And, and that actually brings me back to world events right now and how if everything is in divine order, speaking of divinity, mm. how can we talk about atrocities of war if we're talking about divine nature in that, well, let's ask the angels. Um, this is Angel Ariel. So one confusion here is when you think of divine as, uh, in a human definition sense, as a being that is above or greater than, and uh, sometimes people who are embarked on a battle give themselves great authority. Well, I am doing this on behalf of, quote unquote, God, some higher authority being, right? Angelic view is not so hierarchical as that. So you are part of divine means you are a conscious soul in action. And you can make choices about defense or offense in your world. And yet there is uh, not so much what we would call this distinction of good and ill that was perhaps appropriate for that era. But in this one, we would say it's it's more nuanced than that. What is your soul here to express and enliven and gift and so on? And so it's not so simple. What we want to point out here is it's not so simple in these times as to say that one side is divinely led and another is not. Both sides, in this case, are divine. And yes, and there's politics and, you know, there's deceit and all kinds of other capitalist reasons why war exists. Uh, and yet, if it's all in divine order, how does how does that make it right? Or is there a right? Or should we think of right or wrong in this context? This is Angel Raphael. Certainly even uh, among angels, there is a moral uh, quote-unquote code, but it's not so um, dogmatic or strict as a human sense as uh, in various religions and even spiritual groups have defined them. So yes, to go around killing just for the fun of it, we would say is perhaps crossing a moral line in, in any sense. Well, know? how about the righteousness of it? Mm. Again, this idea that there is a higher authority that would say something is right or not right is where the confusion occurs. So can there be conflict? Can there be death? Can there be ill will towards another within the field of divinity? Absolutely, yes. And that contrast, that polarity is part of what makes it work, the dance of life on earth and the contrast from which learning can occur. If you believed that you were only a body, this would seem to not make any sense. But from angelic standpoint, in many of your uh, groups on earth would suggest there are other things other than the body, the soul, and the intangible divinity within you does live on. 
in one sense or another. So if you were only a body self, uh, maiming or killing of any kind would not make any sense in any moral code. But because you are more vast, there can be a rightness to it. There can be. That does not mean that each case is divine action. Right, but there's something that is happening that is bringing us into a better world. And it doesn't look that way. It looks like, you know, it's all going bad uh, because there's such tragedy and and just such a immorality of, of treatment of, of people. Uh, it looks like we're just climbing into a lower consciousness on this planet. And yet I know our future is to raise consciousness. So what does that mean? <laughs> yes, this is Angel Raphael. Both are uh, the happenstance of both is right now on Earth, the lower and higher consciousness and the evolution of consciousness. So three things. And to us, there is not um, evaluation to say those activities or people that are imbibing the low vibes and, and enjoying it, you know, enjoying the, the low density fields, that there's anything wrong there, because learning does occur there as well as, as does expressions of grace and tremendous joy, uh, wealth of soul. So yeah, I think we're learning a lot from these tragedies, these terrible wars that are going on to different places, actually more than that, a number of different places on the planet have extreme violence. And, and we can look at it and say, what a mistake. But if everything is in divine order, which means there are no mistakes, so what are we gaining from it all other than loss of life and loss of, mm -hmm. of just physical uh, ability to live? What are we learning that is a value in this. This is Angel Raphael. Let's take the individual lens for a moment. So if if you take the view as angels do of this as a learning planet, at least for now, that's about to change. <laughs> so in the learning planet, if a student in a classroom makes a mistake, it is often the mistake that will be remembered by the student and where the learning occurs, not the tests and the quizzes and the many lessons in which the student excelled. But that moment of shame or embarrassment and amplification, oh, I fell down, I did the math problem wrong, and that is what carries into adulthood and shapes the being. So mistakes, in other words, uh, coming into a violent act or acting from a lower vibratory state, is often what the soul will remember and learn from in this life. So again, angels are not here uh, looking with some hierarchical view. Well, those of you who are acting polite all of your life have won the game. <laughs> those of you who made mistakes have lost. Uh, no, from the lens of learning, which is essentially what this planet has been about, both all all the whole spectrum spectrum of human activities uh, fodder for learning yeah as a matter of fact there was many years ago when my kids were young we were following different uh, sports 
I was able for a year to know ahead of the game who was going to win or lose. And it got to the point where we didn't really want to hear about it because it <laughs> spoiled the sport. Yeah. But um, after that year was over, I remember asking which team, there was one game and which team would win or lose. And, and the team that they said would win actually lost. And I said to the universe, I said, wait a minute, you've always given me the winner before. And now you told me that this team would win and they lost. And the universe said, no, they actually won. And so how could they win? Remember the score that they didn't, they, they lost the game. And they said, no, they actually won in life more yeah. than the team that won the game in court. <laughs> and that was a big lesson. <laughs> Mm, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we're in that place now with so much going on is that um, this is all going to bring us into a, sometime in the future, we don't know how long it's going to take to work through the shame and, and, and darkness of this to bring more light in and, and heal. This is Raphael. Absolutely, the increase of light is one of the hallmarks in the last few years on the planet, and it's quite literal. Like, uh, solar light can be measured scientifically, and that has been uh, on the increase. <clears throat> but also the, the, the light of the soul, the more intangible light of the human being is, is brightening. So each, the capacity, let's say, on the spectrum of humankind to be so bright is greater now so that is yeah that's wonderful to hear <laughs> so so let's come back to the word divinity now because i think we're talking about divine nature of all of life even what we can't stand about it is is part of divine nature and and somehow in our own lives, you know, and we can look at all of our own lives in a, in a dark way and say, oh my gosh, I've made mm -hmm. so many mistakes. I have things I'm ashamed of. I'm, you know, I have problems with self-love or, you know, all these issues that people are suffering from. And to understand that that's all part of a divine experience. This is Angel Raphael. Yes, absolutely. And to oversimplify for a moment, you know, if you look at night and day, it's very simple to say from a, a one-dimensional view, well, daylight is best. I can see the plants can grow. It's warm outside. You know, couldn't live without it. So day is good and night is dark it's ill it's shadowy you can't see you know the slimy things come out at night so that would be a one-dimensional view but you also recognize then the deep peace that rest brings and uh, the rest to the eyes and to the growth and to the physical body that sleeps at night for those that sleep at night so and of course there are many other benefits uh, to the absence of light at times so if you are in a judgmental stance where you think something in your life might be just intolerably bad, one-dimensionally so, 
it, it would behoove you in your own growth to sit and look at, is there any positive thing I can see in this? Or can I see with more depth how either in the long view, the collective view, or individual soul growth, this could be, in fact, of benefit in some way, even if only to provide contrast. No, I think it's wonderful to, what, to understand that this is the soul journey is to face obstacles and be challenged, mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and then rise to the occasion and, and seek the light from the dark. And I think that's a great purpose of life is to seek the light. But mo most people don't know that's what they're doing. <laughs> they're just <laughs> But so the, so the divine nature is in in all of the troubles that we face that we're trying to fix and 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 feel often even defeated by at times um, that it's all part of the purpose we've come here for, which is a divine purpose. Yeah, that's a big one. This is Adria. I. You know, sometimes I would say I get that right. I mean, I get excited when there's a challenge and I feel strained and stressed because, oh, this must, this is really ripe for a breakthrough. And what am I learning here? And sometimes I just really collapse back into the pressure of it, you know, have a very human response to that. But it's interesting, right? But we have that response that we think, oh, and when things are calm and happy, that's that's when we're doing things right and <laughs> all is right with the world. But actually, we're here for the challenge and the stretching and the growing pains. <laughs> yeah, so when all is not right, it's hard <laughs> to think that that means all is right. <laughs> Oh, gosh. What a paradox. <laughs> Fascinating. So it's. I think this is it's great talking with you about this because, uh, you know, I didn't realize when we started this show, um, neither of us had any idea where it was going to go. But <laughs> <laughs> what we focus on, you know, other than the, the word divinity, um, but it has its own attraction to talk about what we've been talking about and um i think i think it's helpful now from what we've been saying to relax more in in the process mm. and know that the process is divine and allow that divinity to light us to, to lift us and feel better about the struggles that we have by being humble and and uh, and feel the nature of it. So this is this is great. Um, what else would the angels like to tell us? This is Angel Raphael. In this discussion, we would say, don't feel that as a drop in the ocean, you need to just sit back and ride misery either. <laughs> so part of your divine nature is to write things in the way you would like to see them be right in your own world and, and in the wider world. So remember that as well. You can call in your resonance with divine frequency to bring light and understanding, soul growth, 
heart expansion for those that you are praying for and about. Yeah, and I think this is inspirational to know that in a sense that all is okay anyway, but we don't have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> but we and can appreciate the larger context. <laughs> this is Ariel. You do not have to reside in it. You can change it. Well, yeah. Well, I think we're we should all continue to be inspired to change things. <laughs> <laughs> and we're coming into a time of, of great opportunity. Pluto in Aquarius is uh, revolutionary to create the Aquarian age. And it's like, okay, how are you going to get into the Aquarian age, which is really a positive age? It's all good things. Truth and communication, cooperation. Isn't that wonderful? But we're we're not there. So maybe what we need is something to explode it, explode the, the veil to it. And Pluto can do that. So we just entered that. And it's kind mm -hmm. of it's going to be interesting for all of us to watch the the revolutionary nature of Pluto and how it's going to challenge our sense of comfort. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> but I'm so glad that we have the angels to talk to, and and uh, and certainly you're such a great, uh, I don't know what to call it, ambassador for them. <laughs> <laughs> I think myself as a student. <laughs> well, let's talk about yes, yeah, so into practice. We all are, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know but you also you you offer a lot of things. So what? Let's tell the audience uh, what you. Um, offer as as adria and as a communicator with ariel and Raphael. yeah thank you um the angels lead uh workshops every month so pretty much every saturday right now there's something that's either a, a a workshop with a lot of information or a guided meditation or receiving angelic light those kinds of processes um and then i also work with private groups and individuals um, as people ask about you no know, questions about their soul journey and what's, what's going on in their world and wanting to learn more from angelic perspective about that yeah that's wonderful so um and how can people find you it's hard to spell but hopefully it's up there in your podcast it's adriaestrabu.love Okay. Um, same for YouTube and Instagram. That's under it's under my name at Adria Estrabu. Right, and um, I, I love the dot love part of it. <laughs> so you have all the opportunities on your website for people to follow up with you. Yes. Right. Thanks so much. This is so wonderful. I love this conversation with you. It's, uh, I feel good. You know. Yeah, I, I feel more divine. So thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you for taking us into, into such uh, deep waters. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. And this is Peter Roth, your host of Energy Stew at PRN.live. I can be reached at Peter at Heart River, H-E-A-R-T, river.org. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks so much for listening.